0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America. It's Tony Katz today. The Republican Party can never again be respected or strong with political quote unquote leaders like Senator Mitch McConnell at its helm. Well, tell them how you really feel, President Trump. No, 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 don't don't try to kinda you know. Uh, play around the edges there beat around the bush or whatever it is that might might get beat around no 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 come on out and say it Mitch McConnell said you're morally and practically responsible for the riot at the Capitol and you have decided burn it down my pleasure which really does lead us to the place that we knew we were already in exactly how messed up is this party does President Trump saying something like this Does that really set the Republican Party on edge? Or is it everything you would ever expect from a President Donald Trump? Not getting what he wanted. Let's be clear, let's not lie to each other. Lying to each other is a ridiculously, ridiculously bad idea. The man wants what he wants, and when he doesn't get what he wants, the man is extremely upset. This is not new or shocking to anybody. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony? 833-468-8669. It's this letter put out from the president. A direct response to Mitch McConnell, I think in the Wall Street Journal. And that's the way he started. He continues, does President Trump, McConnell's dedication to business as usual, status quo policies, together with his lack of political insight, wisdom, skill, and personality, has rapidly driven him from majority leader to minority leader, and it will only get worse. The Democrats and Chuck Schumer play McConnell like a fiddle. They never had it so good. And they want to keep it that way. We know our America First agenda is a winner, not McConnell's Beltway First agenda or Biden's America Last. Now, if you want to argue that Mitch McConnell is the reason Donald Trump lost in Georgia, you're more than welcome to do so, but you better bring receipts. I think that if you were to actually ask people... Really and truly ask them, they may go the other way. But now we're getting into the place of what kind of party is this? Who is the party? Now, President Trump goes into something that I consider to be a mistake in this conversation, never mind whether I think the whole thing is a mistake. In 2020, he writes, I received the most votes of any sitting president in history, almost 75 million. Every incumbent House Republican won for the first time in decades, and we flipped 15 seats, almost costing Nancy Pelosi her job. Republicans won majorities in at least 59 of the 98 partisan legislative chambers, and the Democrats failed to flip a single legislative chamber from red to blue. And in Mitch's Senate, over the last two election cycles, I single-handedly saved at least 12 seats, more than eight in the 2020 cycle alone. Now... You're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's deniable. And I think that people understood that Trump is more popular than the political left certainly wants to give him credit for, absolutely, absolutely. But then he goes into Georgia. And then came the Georgia disaster where we should have won both US Senate seats, but McConnell matched the Democrat offer of $2,000 stimulus checks with $600. How does that work? It became the Democrats' principal advertisement, and a big winner for them it was. McConnell then put himself, one of the most unpopular politicians in the United States, into the advertisements. Do we think that Georgia was lost because of the 600 versus 2,000? Well, if you take a look at what Georgia Democrats are saying right now, they're very unhappy because they were promised $2,000 checks and they're not getting them. They're not getting them. And they're like, we, we voted for Warnock, we voted for Ossoff, you said $2,000, we're not getting $2,000. The big horror in this conversation is that President Trump is admitting, yeah, pay for the votes. Now, you can say to me, Tony, he's not saying pay for the votes, the Democrats are saying pay for the votes. I agree, we're saying the same thing. Another way to look at it is the, why are we only talking about raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, we should raise it to $50 an hour. Republicans should be saying the minimum wage should be $50 an hour. Let the Democrats say no. Right? We want to go crazy, let's go all the way. The problem, the fundamental is that you got to take a look at the dollars and cents and say, what is it that we're doing here? Where does this money come from? And I understand that President Trump never once worried about a debt nor deficits. It's not his thing. It's my thing. It's not his thing. But does he have an argument? That if you had just said $2,000 checks like I said, boom, it's over. You've got the Senate. And then you didn't have to do it. The Democrats approved you. you didn't have to do it. Many Republicans in Georgia voted Democrat or just didn't vote because of their anguish at their inept governor, Brian Kemp, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, and the Republican Party for not doing its job on election integrity during the 2020 presidential race. Let's see, now he's now he's moving into a new story now he's moving into a new story you can argue that not going the way of just give the two thousand dollars could have cost you but let's be clear it wasn't just the republican party of georgia not doing its job it was the republican party to which donald trump was the head not doing their job they got outlawed everywhere they got outlawed. that's what happened Donald Trump doesn't want to come to Jesus on that moment. That is not my problem. They got outlawed everywhere. McConnell did nothing and will never do what needs to be done in order to secure a fair and just electoral system into the future. He doesn't have what it takes. Never did and never will. I'm one of the people not as angry at Mitch McConnell as everybody else just because it's not my style. Just like when people, you know, on the political level like, how can you handle, deal with, accept Donald Trump? What? What? I, I, I got insulted by Barack Obama for eight years. This is nothing to me. I mean, absolutely nothing at all. McConnell has no credibility on China because of his family's substantial Chinese business holdings. He does nothing on this tremendous economic and military threat. Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. He will never do what needs to be done or what is right for our country. Where necessary and appropriate, I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again and our policy of America first. We want brilliant, strong, thoughtful, and compassionate leadership. What he wants is a fighter. He could have just said that you know if if we fight, we win because that would be correct. Do I think this letter helps no i think I think this letter is if you had an issue with uh Mitch McConnell being too pro china and you weren't willing to say so when you were in office well, i don't want to hear it now i i and I would say that to the man directly, but we have been discussing what is it that we have learned that is valuable to take with us. And what's valuable to take with us is that Trump knows how to fight. And this is something that the political left would be desperate to take off our hands. Absolutely desperate to take off our hands. They, the last thing in the world they want is for the political left, I mean, for the political right to fight, to fight back, to push back. They don't want that at all and in any way but that is what's necessary that is absolutely what is is necessary uh, senator uh tim scott he was on uh, fox talking about trump's letter and this is this is terrific
1: I've often said that President Trump's love language does not include words of encouragement. And perhaps that's that only reinforces that fact. The truth is for the Republican Party to win, we need every single Republican-leaning voter to take a look at the GOP, the Great Opportunity Party, and why we have the right principles and policies to move this nation forward. If we get into personality the squ- squibbles and fights, we are going to be in a challenging place in 2022 and 2024 which means America will be embracing socialism because we can't get our act together on the right.
0: It's a solid point. It's an absolutely solid point. But to win every single Republican-leaning voter, you have to be willing to fight for every Republican-leaning voter. When Trump talks like this, people can take it, you know, word for word and and everything. I'd like to take what what is the point. Because the parts where he's angry, I don't care about it. I mean, it, his anger means zero to me. What do I get out of it? What can we utilize out of it? To which Bill Hemmer asked this question.
1: How much do you need President Trump in 2022? I still believe that President Trump is the most powerful political figure on either side. The news loves President Trump or they hate President Trump, which gives them plenty of coverage. What we need is, in fact, a unified message from the Republican Party. We don't need personalities driving our future. The policy positions of President Trump led to the lowest unemployment rates for African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians, for women in 70 years. What we need is more President Trump policies that focused on An inclusive economy focused on HBCU funding, focused on the lowest uh, tax rates we've seen in a generation that led to the fastest increase in employment and in wages at the bottom faster than the top because President Trump's policy positions literally transformed the American economy.
0: The American economy. He's right. It's always about policy. Isn't that amazing what we talk about? They're talking about. It's like they listen. But the one thing they need to talk about is the fact that he fights. Now, sometimes he doesn't fight what I think is the best fight. And I've said that before. And again, don't tell me that Mitch McConnell is somehow pro-China if you weren't willing to say it in those years. You supported a guy and endorsed a guy who was pro-China? Sorry, I'm not going to have much respect for that. Had to win the Senate, have to do what you have to do. Ah, you could have endorsed somebody else. But knowing how to fight, the need to fight, and the recognition that the policies worked and are attractive and do reach and grab people, you bet. The question is, is the Republican Party smart enough to figure out how to thread this needle? Or are they in the business of idol worship? It's why we're going to the Conservative Political Action Conference next week, brought to you by Relay Indiana. It's why we're going to be checking things out and talking to people. This letter, we've got more of it to break down. It is amazing. I'm Tony Katz. Burglaries in San Francisco are up 370% place called the Richmond District. Got to admit, my expertise with San Francisco uh, not so great. My understanding of burglaries up 370%, I don't need to live there to know what it means. You're not really working on policing, are you? conversations of defund hatred of police policing oh, we don't need to go out there and investigate every crime do we <laughs> put ourselves in a bad position we just got to get our pensions and go oh don't think that i'm being anti-cop when i say that i'm saying quite clearly got ourselves a real problem that we are now seeing the results of tony katz tony katz today 833 got tony 833-468-8669 just like you see uh, Minneapolis saying, hmm, maybe we need to add $6 million to police funding. Maybe we need to do just that. Because their whole push for defund the police was a big, giant bit of nonsense. It was garbage. It was worthless. It was indecent. It was unacceptable. It doesn't work. It doesn't stop the political left from continuing to go down this line, though. But one of the big stories of the last 48 hours is about what's happening in Texas. And I discussed this yesterday on Newsmax, and you gotta understand there's a little more to the story than what we're hearing. Because what we're hearing is, oh, look, the wind turbines froze. I guess that green energy doesn't work. That's true. This push, this, this fetish of green energy causes great problems the fetish of green energy all we need is the wind then it's fine it's not true you need oil you need that fuel you need coal you need to be able to do the things that are necessary while you're waiting for other things to get better if you want a world of of wind power and solar power I have no problem with that it just has to work if it doesn't work it doesn't work What the green people want to do is tell you it's going to work and we have to go forward with it immediately, in full, without question, because they're idolaters. They want what they want and because they want it, you can't have the other thing, but the other thing works. So they've got these wind turbines that had to be de-iced because of this freezing cold and people are dying. I mean, this is awful. So the wind turbines can't work. But that's not the whole story. The wind turbines weren't going to work anyway because the wind wasn't really working like that in this weather. The second problem is the batteries. Representative Dan Crenshaw did a nice thread on this on Twitter. The batteries lost 60% of their energy. Why? Because it's cold. Because batteries don't work as well in the cold. Freezing temperatures across Texas. So not only did they not have the output from the wind turbines, they didn't have the output from the energy the wind turbines created because of the cold. This is why you cannot rely on green on your grid. You must have coal. You must have these other opportunities ready to go or going in tandem while you're trying to build out your your fetish. And for a lot of the people who are green new deal. Green New Deal kind of people like Representative Ocasio Cortez, it's fetish. It isn't smart policy. It isn't based on science. It is fetish of what they fantasize about. But you have to deal with the reality that you have right now. The reality needs you to have what they call fossil fuels, which I think is just a ridiculous terminology. Now, one of the other things that's interesting is that there are four nuclear units as he calls it in Texas. Two near Houston, two near Dallas. Well, in Houston, one of them went off. One of them went off the grid, they shut down. Why? Because a safety sensor froze. And the system is so robust in terms of its safety protocols that it shut down the reactor. They were having trouble getting it back up. Then you take a look at natural gas and coal. They had planned on 67,000 gigawatts. They could only get 43,000 if I understand it right. Why? because the pipelines in Texas don't use cold insulation, so things were freezing. So the reliance on green led to 60% less power. And the reliance on green mes- meant that there were less coal anyway. And even those coal plants in natural gas places, specifically natural gas, had an issue. Sometimes it gets cold, and places that aren't really ready to deal with it will have problems. But there is no question that the people who say we need to have a green grid right now are completely wrong. And it doesn't matter to me what childlike policies that Representative Ocasio-Cortez or Greta Thunberg put out there, they're childlike policies. Adults are supposed to say, no, we're not letting families freeze to death because you have some kind of childlike fantasy. We don't care about your fantasy. Your fantasy will get people killed No, thank you. We have seen that the Green New Deal, if actually put into practice, is nothing more than a nationwide snuff film. So let's not do it. But let's not say to ourselves we can't continue to go down the road of wind and solar. Let's go down the road of wind and solar. Let's make them better. What's wrong with that? There's zero wrong with that. But to give up what coal and oil do for that, when that wind and solar isn't ready, that's savagery. That's childlike nonsense, and we should avoid it at all costs. Texas proves it. I'm Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Joe Biden had himself a town hall on CNN, and it was just as much of a ridiculous sideshow as you thought it would be. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That's the number on Facebook. Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Anderson Cooper wasn't going to ask tough questions. No questions about Andrew Cuomo. No questions about TJ Ducklow speaking so nasty to a, to a female reporter and didn't even get fired at the first. I, I'm, I'm going to get in, into that whole presser and, and uh, not presser, uh, propaganda show. But if you want to understand what it is that the Biden administration is about, it's Jen Psaki answering questions from Twitter. Jen Psaki is gonna start doing these things where she's answering questions from Twitter and well, there's no way to describe it here. What is President
1: Biden doing for my small business?
0: What is President Biden doing for my small business? That's the question. What is President Biden doing for my small business? I just want you to have that. I want you to roll that around and think about all the answers that you could give. If 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 you were being asked, if you were president, what are you doing for my small business? There would be things that that you would say. Well, uh, we're. We're working on uh, in, in ensuring that we can get open safely so people come back and, and, and work at your business and, and frequent your business. Of course, we want to make sure uh, that we are engaging in, in a conversation about regulations that make it easier for you to go about working and making sure that uh, we're keeping that tax uh, consequence nice and low so you're able to further make a living. And we want to help you hire people. We want to help you with training so you get small peop- uh, people for your small business who can actually do the job. Right? Taxes, regulation, training, some things that you could bring up. Jen Psaki.
1: What is President Biden doing for my small business? First and foremost, he nominated a woman to lead the Small Business Administration. First
0: and foremost, not taxes, not regulations, not training, not uh, getting people healthy so they can go out and shop again or, or utilize the business. First and foremost, nominated a woman to run the Small Business Administration. I'm I'm saying this to all the ladies, I'm saying this to everybody. If you think that's first and foremost, all small business owners are screwed. Screwed. Just absolutely, positively destroyed. That does nothing, nothing for small business owners. They don't care. The person trying to make payroll does not give a damn who is running the Small Business Administration. First and foremost, Jen Psaki has never run a business in her life, never signed the front of a paycheck. Now, if she has and she said that, it's even worse. If I'm wrong and she's run a business and she thinks that's first and foremost, good God. And I say this to anybody who is within the sound of my voice. If you think that's first and foremost, you're you're really a bad person. Like, you may not realize it, but it's time to be like, yeah, wait a second. Maybe I'm making a mistake here. Maybe the genitalia of the person running the SBA isn't the thing that's most important. What's most important are the things that small business owners are worried about. Finding skilled people. Having lower regulations so they can spend less time on paperwork and more time on their business being able to keep more of what they earn, having people being able to get out of their homes so they can spend money in that small business. It's, it's unbelievable that that got said out loud. But it is everything you need to know about where this team is and who these people really are. It's like watching CNN right now, how CNN has admitted to making an exception to a rule that prevented uh, Cuomo from interviewing his big brother, meaning Chris Cuomo interviewing Andrew Cuomo, CNN admitting this to the Washington Post Tuesday, making this exception. I don't know what exception there possibly was. But you could never have expected to get strong answers, real answers, if you were allowing brother to interview brother. You were never gonna get strong questions. You were never gonna get any pushback to get uh, to better answers. It was never gonna happen. Like it was gonna happen if Brian Stelter was doing the interview, but you get my point. The Biden administration is not serious about helping small business owners, and CNN was not serious about actually engaging in, I don't know, news. Not interested. The question is, why are any of us putting ourselves in a position to still think that these people... Remotely care about us. You know, I remember when when Obama ran in 2012 and one of the things that came out of the exit polls, cares about people like me. And Obama scored huge. I was like, cares about people about me? I would rather he didn't know my name. I just wanted to get out of the way. Cares about people like me. I don't care if he cares about me. I care that he enacts the policies that work best for me. His personality, his ego means zero. These people work for us. Let's stop thinking of them like gods or that they have some kind of inherent value. Terrible way to think. But it's clear um, that, that Joe Biden doesn't care about people like you. And it's clear that CNN, making an exception to their very strong rule, doesn't care about people like you. They don't care. Just so we're all clear. They want to do away with the Lincoln Project, and I say, oh, hell no. That thing is going to stay like an albatross forever. I'm Tony Katz. According to the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, the U.S. is going to pay the World Health Organization two hundred million dollars. Let me let me say that again: the people who lied for China and then told us there wasn't going to be any human-to-human transmission, we're going to pay those people two hundred million dollars. Okay, people, move. On. Holy damn, that is ridiculous. Tony Katz, Tony Katz Today, Facebook Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com, including the podcast. You can get it right there. This is an awful, awful idea. Blinken told the U.N. Security Council via virtual session, this is a key step forward in fulfilling our financial obligations as a WHO member, and it reflects a renewed commitment to ensuring the World Health Organization has the support it needs to, to lead the global response to the pandemic. They can't lead the global response to the pandemic. Only the United States can lead a global response to the pandemic. What is the desire to give up the power position? I mean that's it's it's almost fetishist that they don't like the idea that we're 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 in charge. Tell me about the great vaccines that came from Russia. I know they claim it but who's going to take it who has taken it who's desperate to line up for the russian vaccine for the chinese vaccine for the angolan vaccine for the australian vaccine i rest my case why in the world would you think you need them to lead? And what leadership have they offered? The answer is none. And we were right to, to drop them, and they should stay dropped. This is a hard conversation for people. A very hard conversation. Now, I just got emailed a question. Why do not you talk about the new world order we're in? Man, that's a, that's a little heavy. That's 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 heavy for a day like today. Can't we keep it a little bit light? Can't we just, you know, just just have a bourbon and tell fart jokes? I got I got to talk about the new world order that we're in. Uh I'll I'll give it I'll give it a quick go. Here. I don't know what the new world order we're in means or is. I don't know how to answer that question. Why don't you talk about the new world order we're in? What what is it? We have an administration that has a fundamentally backwards policy on what leadership is It's a lack of understanding of leadership, but it's not just existence within uh, the Biden administration, it's existence in 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 schools and in universities it's It is the unwillingness to discuss well what are difficult issues. And recognize that there's a right and a wrong. Uh, To recognize that being an adult means you have to make decisions. And sometimes people will not like that decision. But the decision that gets made has to be based on what creates the most amount of freedom and liberty. Not what gets people the most amount of dollars or opportunity. In California, there's a state Republican, Republican state senator who has two bills and they deal with cancel culture. And one of the bills that she's pushing forward is called the Diversity of Thought Act. Because there's a climate of intolerance that has been established, her words, political affiliation should be a protected class under state law. The response came from an assembly, a member of the assembly, Lauren Gonzalez, Lorena Gonzalez. Now Lorena Gonzalez is famous for supporting AB5. AB5 is what ended the gig economy in California. You, you, can't, you can only work for Uber, or you can only work as a bartender for a catering company for like X number of hours, and then you have to be a full-time employee with benefits. It's all about a push to unionization. These people are union fetishists, and they create laws that prevent you from being able to choose your life's course. So you join a member because the unions support them. And they need to make sure they've got more people they can force the money out of. That's all you are, to, to Lorena Gonzalez. Uh, you are nothing more than an ATM machine. She tweets out about this. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but your racist, pro-domestic terrorism, xenophobic, misogynic views do not warrant protection, quote, from discrimination, unquote. Your choice to hate and actively pursue hate does not make you part of a protected class. Uh, never mind the whole pursuing hate garbage, Uh, of course your views get protection from discrimination. And anybody who doesn't think so, well, is that the new world order? Because I think this is just an insane, well, lack of understanding of the Constitution. Let me help uh, Assemblywoman Gonzalez. Louis Farrakhan is a bigot and an anti-Semite. He hates Jews, he hates women, he hates white people. He's a disgusting person, and anybody who would support him is clearly wrong. Oh, hi, Representative Andre Carson, how are you? Does he have the right to speak? Of course he does. Is that protected by the Constitution? Of course it is. Do I believe in his right to speak? Without question. Does he hate me and want me dead? Yes. Does he uh, uh, extol Hitler? Absolutely. Does he compare Jews to termites? Unquestionable. Is he an awful human being? Yes. Why do clergy uh, protect him or uh, allow themselves to be in concert with people who support him? I don't know, but it happens. The new world order would mean he, doesn't, he is not allowed to speak. Well, I think he's allowed to speak. And I think so is uh, this state senator. State Senator Melissa Melendez can speak. I think I can speak, even if my views are xenophobic and racist and misogynistic. Let's say, for example, producer Ari thinks women should just be barefoot and in the kitchen. Yeah. He can say so. He's allowed to hold that view. You are not allowed to fire him for that view. You don't have to like that view, but who cares what you like? Honestly. Part of the problem here is that some people think that what they like or what they think or what they value is what's important. Who said it was? Because if you're not valuing free speech, what you value is trash. How could it not be? By definition, how could it not be? There's a difference between things maybe you shouldn't say and things you're not allowed to say or things that you have to say. Right, compelled speech, which is what we're seeing so much within the Black Lives Matter world. You have to say, you you have to say Black Lives Matter. You can't say all lives matter. You have to show, you you support this, you can't say that. I have to say something? That's compelled speech. As Jordan Peterson points out well, never in the history of English common law has someone been compelled to speech. Maybe things that you shouldn't say, but things that you have to say? What kind of Stalinistic horse crap is that? Lorena Gonzalez doesn't know what she's talking about. She's not bright. Let me say it again. State Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez of California is not bright because she does not believe that people should have the right to say things that are horrible. Maybe they shouldn't say things that are horrible, but they have the right to say things that are horrible. And of course you should be protected for having a thought that might be different than other people's. You should be protected by these things. Is it okay for George Conway to start the Lincoln Project? Sure. It's okay for all those pseudo-intellectuals, all those ridiculously disgusting people like Rick Wilson and Reed Galen and Steve Schmidt and John Weaver to start the Lincoln Project. I'm not so sure it's the right thing to do to hide the fact that John Weaver is a predator of young men. I don't think that was the thing to do. And they got called out for it. And now they want to shut it all down. And 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 uh, George Conway, the husband of Kellyanne Conway, wants to shut it all down. And my answer is you can shut it all down. But we're not going to forget. You were allowed to be a part of that despicable group of liars and grifters. The fact that you stole money from people, well, maybe you're going to go to jail for that. I don't know. I don't know. He claims, George Conway claims that, or his wife claims, they never got any money from it. Well, he he'd be the only one because Schmidt and and Wilson and, and the others, they they made bank. Of course they had the right to to have the organization. But they were liars and they were frauds and they were hucksters. They were grifters from beginning to end. Now maybe that there's a crime about. But as for, you know what, we should do away with this? Oh, you can do away with it all you want. We're not going to forget. Because I reserve the right to remind people that this is what you were associated with. This is, this is it? So the New World Order, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know. I can make guesswork to it, though. Right now, my problem is I got enough people who don't understand our place in the world order or the value we bring to the world. I'm working on it. I'm Tony Katz.